You're listening to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. O'Neill Home Economist and host of Food for the Future. Today's show is part of the monthly series, Food for Thought, in which we unpack some of the big ideas about food and food systems in order to raise the conversation level and stimulate lively discussions to find the way forward together. Today, we'll discuss World Wildlife Day coming up on March 3rd with Christine Tapley, National Lead of Sustainable Agriculture with Ducks Unlimited Canada. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here, Christine. How long has Ducks Unlimited existed? And how did the organization come about? Yeah, so actually, it's exciting to say that Ducks Unlimited Canada is actually celebrating their 85th year this year. So a long time. And I think the organization, it really started in the Dust Bowl during the 30s and the drought of the 30s. It was actually duck hunters that started to recognize how parched the land was and how there really wasn't any water or habitat on the landscape. And so they started to do projects to build wetlands and put water back on the land. And that's really, we've come a long way since then. And it's changed. Our mission, I think, has changed quite a lot since those early days. But that's where we started. What an amazing history. 85 years. That's incredible. So that's generations. And what an amazing story to hear in today's world, as we are looking at various concerns with drought and whatnot, that we were able to do something 85 years ago to reestablish habitat and increase biodiversity and to help to solve some of the problems that were going on with climate then that are still relevant today. So it's amazing. And I grew up with Ducks Unlimited. My dad was a big fan. So I'm just thrilled to have you on the show. And I love the tagline of Ducks Unlimited, Unlimited Together. And can you expand this a little bit more? Yeah, so uh, the Unlimited Together is to celebrate the 85 years in our anniversary. And I think Unlimited has always been that inspirational piece, part of our, our name, of course. But it started out, as I mentioned, meaning healthy populations of waterfowl. But today, that Unlimited really represents the many, many benefits of conservation on the landscape for all people. So whether it be carbon or water storage or biodiversity. There's so much more that comes with conservation. And then, of course, the together piece, I think, represents the strength of of collaborative approach that Ducks takes and how we are able to accomplish a lot through the people and the partnerships across the landscape that help us to deliver our mission. And so we truly are stronger together. So unlimited together. That's amazing. And it's definitely a theme of this show. We are looking at how we can find the way forward forward together. And you know, what a positive message today, this idea of unlimited together, that it's not just about ducks and wetlands, but there's also this, um, you know, the full potential of not just the human family, but life on earth. And it's really unlimited together. And I think it fosters generations and ideas because it evokes the imagination. Wow, unlimited, where could we go? If we can dream it, can we be it? And so of course, together is a fantastic message. So I love that unlimited together, ducks unlimited. Christine, on December 20th, 2000, 2013, the United Nations proclaimed that March 3rd would be World Wildlife Day. And they wanted to celebrate a day or observe a day um, for World Wildlife Day for two reasons. One, to celebrate biodiversity, but also to raise awareness of the world's wild animals and plants. And how does Ducks Unlimited Canada fit into this? I think that essentially this is our mission. <laughs> this sums up what we're trying to do. So we 
restore and protect wetlands and grasslands across Canada, which directly supports biodiversity by creating that habitat where critters live. So for example, more than 500 species rely on Canadian wetlands for somewhere to live or breed, and that's actually including 97 species at risk. So an incredible amount of biodiversity and and species we have in here in Canada rely on these habitats. And so our mission is to is to protect them by putting places for them to live back on the landscape. That's really important. You know that there there is a, a balance, right? We have an ecosystem and we are very interdependent. And you had said that you uh, protect and restore. So those are two different functions. So could you give us an example of restoring habitat and then another one about protecting it? Because they're slightly different. I would say, sadly, we have lost a lot of habitat in Canada uh, of both grasslands and wetlands across the prairies. And that has to do with how we grow our food and the fact that we need to grow our food, but also as cities expand and and development kind of takes over habitat. So the restore piece is finding ways to take a piece of land that had been converted to some of those other uses and bring nature back into it. So how can we put a wetland back into a cropping field or into a community that has other benefits for that community? And then on the protect side, can we add value to those natural spaces so we can incentivize people to keep them where they are. So can we give an incentive to keep that wetland intact or keep that grassland where it is so that it can continue to provide, again, homes and carbon storage and water capture and uh, pollinator habitat and all of these other wonderful things? I think that's a really great message that it's not about doing without having one and not the other. It's how can we do it, as you said, be unlimited together. We do need houses. We do need to grow food. And there's may- there's new ways, you know, innovations and new ideas and nature is so often so collaborative we we hear of many examples where we can reestablish a habitat or not far from here in Norfolk County we had potash where we were creating that product for certain reasons and then we had an impact to the environment and since then we've done a lot of restoration and we've seen the environment come back and mm-hmm. I was speaking recently to a beef farmer who had noticed that there wasn't the same butterfly population in, where her uh, cattle were in grazing. And so she planted a few um, new lines of seed and all of a sudden the butterflies came back. So I think it's important to remember that all isn't always lost, that we can work with nature and with others and with the intention and great ideas and innovation, find ways to do it, as the tagline says, be unlimited together. Tons of fantastic collaborations. You mentioned the grassland and species at risk. I often thought, well, that's something somewhere else. I think of the rainforest or I think of places that I've seen on TV and really the Canadian grasslands and what Ducks Unlimited has done with beef farmers and others, the Indigenous community and many, many others. It really is such an amazing program, Ducks Unlimited, and wonderful things to be protecting and restoring the biodiversity, which is what the organization is all about. So I'm wondering, Christine, about partnerships and policy, part of the Unlimited Together piece. And there are two areas of focus for Ducks Unlimited. And how does that fit into 
agriculture. Yeah, you bet. So partnerships in agriculture are extremely important to our mission and, and important to us. So if you stop and think about who owns the land and who manages the landscape, it's farmers, right? Yeah. The land is in the hands of farmers. And so we really can't achieve our mission in conservation without agriculture. And so I think that it's a priority of Ducks Unlimited Canada then to, to do our best to advocate for policy that will support farmers and ranchers and offer solutions to the hurdles that they're up against, because there are a lot of hurdles uh, in this changing world that we live in. And so how can we help find those solutions and and support farmers in making that food, but also supplying all those other other benefits for us? You you mentioned the idea of grasslands in Canada and how that's different, what we hear about beef in a global context. And it's so true that here in Canada, by supporting our Canadian beef, beef industry, you're in fact supporting our native ecosystems, right? Because cattle here graze on grasslands and wetlands are embedded in grasslands. And so by supporting our beef industry, we're actually supporting keeping that native grassland ecosystem intact. Right. And it really is an ecosystem. And if we look around, we see examples of it every day. And so trying to find that way forward together and to certainly listen to all voices, but really be solutions oriented. And uh, I think that's something that Ducks Unlimited does a really great job of Ducks Unlimited Canada. It's, it's you've got an incredible website, and I'm I'm not kidding, Christine. There's many times when I'm having a bad day, something like that. I go to the website, the Ducks Unlimited website, because just the world seems brighter. You have amazing photography. You've got a wonderful message, and you share a number of stories about ordinary people, including farmers, that are doing extraordinary things. And why is it important for people to share their stories? Stories are powerful. I mean, I, I don't have to tell you that uh, running this show, of course, but I think that people people remember stories and they can relate and realize that there's a person behind every story. And and I think that is maybe another strength of Ducks Unlimited Canada is, is being able to marry that hard science because everything we do and promote is backed in science and we have a whole science team that makes sure that the research is solid. But marrying that hard science with the on the ground people, the people who are having the impact and um, that are kind of bringing that science to life is a great way to share that message and and get kind of buy-in that there's great things happening out there. I think especially in agriculture, I feel so passionately about, you know, the importance of connecting people to how we produce our food and to that landscape that that food is being produced on. And then again, I, I keep going back to this, not only the food that's being produced, but all of the other things that are being produced on that agricultural land. And and so using stories to explain that and and help us all become connected to our landscape, I think is is really important. I think that's such a positive and powerful message, you know, um, stories bringing science to life. Sounds like another tagline, but you said (laughs) it so well. And it humanizes our overall experience. Um, You know, sometimes there's a victim and villain narrative. And I think when we humanize it with the faces of people who say, hey, I've had had an experience and here it is. There are others, but here's one that might help you make decisions or find the way forward. So I, I think that's incredible. And we're going to talk more about many purposes that farms have in terms of wildlife and in the context of Ducks Unlimited when we get back from break, Christine. After the break, we'll hear more from Christine Tapley, National Lead of Sustainable Agriculture with Ducks Unlimited Canada, about inspiring an innovative agricultural program. This is Food for the Future, and I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back to Food for the Future on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca. 
Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. Speaking with Christine Tapley, National Lead of Sustainable Agriculture with Ducks Unlimited Canada, about World Wildlife Day coming up on March 3rd and about agricultural programs. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist, and this is Food for the Future. Christine, I noticed on the Ducks Unlimited website the idea that farms produce more than food, and you mentioned that before break. Can you expand on this, please? Yeah, certainly. So obviously producing food is, you know, the most important thing that we need from our landscape. We all need to eat after all, but we have incredible farmers and ranchers here in Canada that are truly world class in doing, in doing that and striving to do it better and more sustainably year over year. But those same farmers and ranchers and the land that they manage produce all kinds of important things like carbon storage. I mentioned flood mitigation and holding that water on the landscape, habitat for biodiversity and pollinators, which we know is a is a hot ticket and, and finding places for them to thrive. And we need all of those things too. So it's that agriculture landscape that offers food and, and our connection to food, but also all of these other important things that we need as a society. Right. And so just a recurring theme is not just unlimited together in terms of an ideology, but really the actual ecosystem. Every every element has its purpose. And so working with farmers to understand the broader purpose, and so many farmers are interested in it. Um, the land is very important to farmers and um, it's long-term protection as well. So what are the types of projects that Ducks Unlimited work on with farmers and people whose livelihoods are in agriculture? Sure. So we have lots of different types of program and it it differs a little bit depending on where you are in Canada, because of course we have a wide diversity of of landscapes, but also agriculture types across the country. So uh, the solutions that we offer are different in different areas, but we have programs that help farmers grow areas for pollinators in their crop field, for example, or to build wetlands or water storage on the land that can be water for livestock, but also for wildlife. So kind of a win-win. There's incentives to protect grasslands, as I mentioned before. So truly a payment to keep a grassland intact because there's lots of different pressures and, you know, markets and economic movers that might move grasslands into a cropland scenario. And so trying to, to balance those economics for folks and keep grasslands where they are is another standard program I would say we have. All really, really important. And education must be an incredible component of what you do to just help people understand what's being done, how they can help, how farmers can get involved, how people can support Ducks Unlimited, how teachers even can find resources that are available. So what education is available and how can people find out more in terms of what they're interested in with what we've talked about today about Ducks Unlimited Canada? Yeah, so we do have a lot of great education tools. Uh, There are programs called the Wetland Center of Excellence that actually will highlight different areas across the country and and bring students and teachers and, uh, well, anybody to together to learn about wetlands and their importance. And so you can learn more about that and about the work that Ducks does at ducks.ca if you visit our website that you mentioned. And there's also a specific uh, landing page on that website for farmers and people who are in agriculture. So ag.ducks.ca is a page that talks all about our how we work with agriculture and, and some stories about folks that have worked with us in the past, what programs we offer where, and how we can support you where you are and, and what you're producing 
something on the landscape. So I would encourage folks to reach out there, depending on uh, how you want to engage with us. There's lots of there's lots of different ways. That sounds really good. And, and thank you to the entire team at Ducks Unlimited for putting those resources together, because information does help with decisions and uh, our own worldviews in the, in the direction that we are going to uh, take our lives in terms of unlimited together, the tagline that we keep talking about from Ducks Unlimited. So, uh, Christine, we've carried this far on in the show and we have not mentioned ducks. So uh, <laughs> what do they add to our wetlands and grasslands? And is there anything you can tell us about their behavior that would just be of interest? I'm actually thrilled because often I am driving the conversation to be more than just ducks. <laughs> and so, yes, of course, ducks are are very important to both grasslands and wetland ecosystems and, and the idea that they don't just need water on the landscape. They also need grass. That's where they have their nests, right? So that's why we always talk about wetlands and grasslands together because they need both. But really the bottom line is that it is about more than just ducks and putting that grass back on the landscape. We offer homes for ducks, but as I mentioned, 500 different species rely on on Canadian wetlands. And so it truly is a bigger story than just where we started back in the 30s, uh, thinking about duck populations declining. And I'm so excited and, and exhilarated by this idea that the projects that we've been doing for so many years have you know massive benefits beyond just that one species and wetlands both wetlands and grasslands are powerhouses when it comes to storing carbon they store more carbon you know acre by acre other types of ecosystems that we have and and so again that idea of the benefits are unlimited so sorry i still didn't talk about ducks really (laughs) (laughs) that's okay what you're saying was very very interested but i happen to love them i think they're just a wonderful a wonderful species (laughs) so um, Christine, we take a humanities approach to the show. So philosophy, history, creativity, and how do your programs in agriculture at Ducks Unlimited relate to these ways of understanding the world? Sure. So as I've kind of alluded to, we we work with farmers to be innovative and we really try to reward folks that are pushing the envelope in sustainability and in sustainability on the landscape. So we do research to try and understand how better to farm and sync with nature and then find solutions for those problems that farmers come up against. But maybe if I can sum up that thought, the our philosophy, another tagline for you, farm the best and conserve the rest. What I mean by that is if we can think about the landscape, again, we have to produce food. So if we can choose the areas on the landscape that are the best for producing food, let's put all of the tools we have in our toolbox and resources into producing as much food as we can on those areas so that the rest of the landscape can be conserved to produce all of those other benefits that I keep talking about. So we know we need both, but if we can have both on the land, we actually create a more resilient landscape and create that agroecosystem that you were talking about. So one is better with the other. And so that itself kind of brings innovation and creativity and, and understanding how to make sure there's room for both on the landscape. And I think that's a, a really optimistic message in that underlying our discussion today is, is it's not too late. And we're, we're still at a point where we can respond. And when you're talking about the partnerships, the ecosystem, the interconnectedness, and also the optimism that things are being done every single day, you know, we can dehumanize when we think, oh, industry, and or we have, say, this sector, and it can be nameless and faceless, but there are people working every day to try to turn things in around and still believe that it's not too late. I'm one of them. So I love Ducks Unlimited 
and our conversation has been so uplifting to me. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think I want to maybe expand on what you just said about this idea of recognizing farmers for doing those good things. And so often agriculture can be pegged as being a a bit of a villain in the impact that we have on the world. And, And in fact, it's a huge responsibility that these land managers and folks that have that interaction with the landscape have. And what a weight on your shoulders to produce food and have the world's eyes on you. And those folks are actually our champions and finding ways to support them to continue to do better, because I don't think we can expect anybody to have all of the answers today. But I think that we should be supportive and strive to be on that path of continuous improvement with agriculture and and help them produce food, but all those other great things that we also need as Canadians. So I think there's lots of opportunity. Thank you so much for that, Christine. And you're right, it is a significant burden to be growing the food, enough food in the quality in which it's consumable and people would like to have it, but also the burden of caring for the land so that we'll continue to have food. And also, I just saw some recent statistics on debt level um, Mm -hmm. and managing all the business side of farming in order to be able to continue to be able to do it. And definitely it's a crusade and so great that there's partnerships with Ducks Unlimited and the farmers in Canada. So thank you so much, Christine, for our inspiring conversation. And thank you very much to you and everyone at Ducks Unlimited, the whole community that bring lots of results and therefore hope. So thank you. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking with Christine Tapley, National Lead of Sustainable Agriculture with Ducks Unlimited Canada about World Wildlife Day coming up on March 3rd. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about? How could you participate in World Wildlife Day? Something to do? Visit ducks.ca to find out more about Ducks Unlimited Canada, their work with farmers, and ways you can help. Next week on the show, we return to the series Waste Not. We'll talk with Christine Tizard, creator of the Zero Waste Kitchen, about how to use leftovers and love every bite. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burnbray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.